There's, of course, been very many attempts throughout the history of thought to reduce things in some way or another, meaning to take uh, apparent and experience complexity and say that really it is something else or that can, that it can be accounted by something else or that something else really is the the more real reality. The most famous attempt probably is the, the so-called atomistic hypotheses, which is that everything is made up out of atoms. Now it is so commonly it has so spread throughout the world uh, somehow that it's not even considered a hypothesis by a person off the street. It's considered to be absolute fact that everything is made out of atoms, but it absolutely is a hypothesis. And we have uh, different um, the, the different attempts to reduce things to sense sensations and to say that the only knowledge that we have comes from our senses or that really everything can be explained by certain things that we see or hear. Uh, so where does this temptation come from? That's a deep question. Maybe not the question we want to address now, but in short, we could say that it's for a reason, right? If a person didn't want to think that, he or she wouldn't think that, no matter what evidence they were given. As always, we, we don't, uh, we're not known for changing our minds, so we're drawn to that. And one of the reasons might be that it uh, takes the responsibility off our back when we say that life is very tough and not even obviously physically as well, but it's morally very tough. It's morally very tough to stay on a straight and narrow path where we're doing things right and we're uh, developing ourselves properly and, and fulfilling our responsibilities by the way of other people. It's very, very difficult. And when we see ourselves failing, we reach for something or other to exculpate ourselves. If we don't have too much knowledge, it can be um, simply substances or something. And if we're, uh, you know, we're an intellectual person or we think we are, we can reach for some kind of theory, which will tell us that really, uh, we're nothing more than neurons or nothing more than atoms or nothing or, or something like that, or just sensations. Everything is just sensations. But now, like we said, even again, anybody on any street in the world can tell us that, um, uh, obviously everybody's on a street, but so to speak that, uh, everything is made up out of atoms and, uh, uh, you know, it's probably, there's probably no meaning because in life because of that and, and who knows what. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. So, so what can we uh, the, the, say here concerning these questions? We'd say that it doesn't seem, if we really think about it critically, it seems a little bit absurd or a lot absurd to make so much of the matter of extension, meaning what we mean um, by matter is that something is extended in space, but we can ask, so what? What's the big deal that something is extended in space? We have an image, those of us that can see, and then we can touch these images, most of them. Maybe we can't touch a cloud per se, uh, or usually maybe we can feel the, the cool air on a mountain, but usually we can't. So we have these images and we can touch them. So what? It's the same thing in dreams when we fall asleep at night, but we don't think at night to say really that, that the stuff that we dream up is that, you know, we dreamt of, of a rock, we dreamt of a of a road. That's really the, the, the main reality of life. That's really what it all comes down to are some of these images that I dream of in, in my sleep. And maybe I can also feel the touch sensations in my sleep. We don't think to say that because that's ridiculous. It's, 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 if it's, if it's about anything, it's not about that. So it's the same thing. Why would we do that in waking life? Yeah, we can have touch sensations and we could see certain things and we can hear certain things and smell them and taste them. But Maybe it's not so so prudent to then jump to conclusions and say that that's the final explanation or that's the deeper reality. And obviously, what the 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 um, kind of paradigm that we find, by the way, of modern physics, it's built off of a world image. It's built off of certain philosophical presuppositions and certain uh, rounded off. Uh, as we understand it, measurements and our uh, decisions to divide up reality and, and to um, in certain ways, excuse me, 
and then to represent it mathematically and then to deal with those numbers. So basically, it's it's a, it's a obviously extremely impressive and it's real insofar as it concerns itself and, and, and insofar as consistency is concerned. But to then again go and, and reference this paradigm, this world image, and to say that really the deeper reality, again, we're just paraphrasing kind of colloquially what people would say, the real reality is black holes, comets, the sun, the um, supernovas, the Big Bang, you know, the, again, the atoms, the electrons, like that's that's so absurd. If we really think about it in a in a real philosophical associated way, it's it's completely absurd. It's, it's it's unbelievable. But this is how it goes. Again, we have these so people have ideas, and then eventually they percolate the, down to textbooks, and they're taught to a new generation, and the new generation grows up with that kind of zeitgeist, that that uh, spirit of the times, that worldview, and then transfers it to the next generation, and then it's like reality. But when we really examine things, it's, it's completely absurd that to say that that's really the real reality is, is what our physicists talk about and astronomers and, and who knows why. Like, yeah, we part of our experience, uh, our, sure, our stars, our planets, uh, all kinds of things. We can also mathematically deal with certain things and have certain interesting um, suggestions, but that's, that's just part of our experience. It doesn't take away from from our value, it's not so clear immediately to say that that uh, contradicts our own importance, right? Though, you know, I'm nothing at all. I'm just a speck. Like, who said that size matters? That These are all complicated philosophical questions. Um, but anyhow, it, we would say that what's another way to think about extension, meaning to think about what we call matter? And we could say that a way there is to think of it as simply signs for ideas to those who have that, con that, that mental content, meaning... And we we say things, and we that, that that which we recognize, we see immediately the meaning within the image. To so say, it's not even clear if that's accurate. Let's see. We say we see a stop sign. Let's say we read English, and we're from a, a, a nation that has stop signs in English. We see a stop sign. We immediately see a stop sign. That's what we see. There's no, we don't perceive any intelligible kind of transaction here going on of us calculating anything. We see a stop sign, meaning that which indicates to us that we have to stop at a certain point to avoid a fine uh, or to avoid being a bad driver. Um, but uh, obviously somebody sitting next to us, excuse me, let's say they don't read English at all. They don't understand English and, and they're colorblind. Uh, and, and they, they say they don't see the red like we see. They don't maybe they don't see the white. Actually, we're not going to who knows how, depending on which colorblind. But basically, they don't see it as a stop sign. They have no idea what this is. They see some maybe colors if they're not colorblind or whatever they would see then. And uh, in a form, a geometrical form, they don't see a stop sign because they don't have that idea in mind until it's explained to them. Excuse me. So we see that. We pay attention. It's the same thing everywhere. We think, okay, well, that's a car fundamentally. That's a house fundamentally. That's a tree. That's a road. Like that's that's that is what it is, and it is. It is real. It absolutely is. We're not denying that it's real, but we're saying that this is contingent on um, something other than what is directly seen. Because if we don't have the knowledge that it's a car, we're not going to perceive it as a car. We may be some kind of blur. If we don't have the knowledge of, we, we, we haven't induced to form a category of a tree, we're not going to perceive trees the way that we normally perceive trees. We have to learn about these things. We have to interrelate our experiences, meaning, okay, that sight stands for touch sensations. Then we learn to figure out distance based off of our experiences of expected touch sensations. Every, otherwise, everything is immediate to us as scientists would say it's on the retina which is really a question if it really is the theory of vision that's a whole different question but it will be said like that it's on the retina it's all immediately uh, on one plane of vision it's only because of touch sensations that we then say 
um, that something is far off. Now, you'd say, but what about you can do radar, you can be, you can do sonar, other technology. So we would say, yeah, but this is interpreted also in light of our understandings of what distance is, which ultimately come down to touch sensation. So we can uh, send a, 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 some kind of sonar or something like that and then read how long it, it, the, the machine says that it took to get back to the device. But what does that mean? Right? We would then have to interpret it. If we have no idea about anything, we're also not going to understand it. And we're going to interpret it by saying, okay, it's 800 meters away. That's something that would take me, that would that would be experienced like this if I wanted to touch that, which is quote unquote 800 meters away. So we would say, yeah, then we ultimately we have to reference our own experiences. And namely here, it appear touch sensations to understand distance. And, and, and we can't just wave it off as something that the machine would show and, and have meaning in its own sense. But any, anyway... Say that uh, all of it hangs on our knowledge. So consequently, the things that we perceive, they stand as signs for the ideas, the concepts that we have in our mind. And that's their that's their use. For example, we see a certain uh, form, a geometrical form. We think that's a mailbox, meaning it's something that mail comes in. What is mail? Something that I use to communicate. Uh, I see a, 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 my home. It's uh, it's something that I, I sleep in and I live in. I see it from one distance. It's one size. I go back f- farther. It's from a different distance. I can look on uh, the maps on the internet. It's a little tiny dot from uh, a bird's eye view. But all of these things, we see it's very different sites. Right? It can be very different colors, very different sizes, but they all stand for the same idea because that's that's how we understand it and, uh, and so forth and so on. So again, to try to reduce that to something other than it and then claim that it really is it is is just poor thinking. It's it's absurd. For example, to say that really my home is not uh, somewhere I sleep and somewhere that uh, it gives me a certain kind of experience, but really it's the electrons. <laughs> really it's the Higgs boson particles. Really it's the latest theory of the strings and who knows what. Why? That's some, that'll be something else. No, our home is exactly what it is. And, and it seems obvious, but again, we have today the, the extremists in physics and stuff like that that would say, you know, I don't really exist. You don't really exist. You're only the electrons, the, the atoms, and who knows what. So it's still we need to point it out that no, that the, 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 we have no grounds at all to say something like that. We don't even have grounds to say that a house is really the boards it's made up out of. Because again, let's say we have... Uh, eggs and we have flour and we have milk and bacon soda, whatever other ingredients we want, chocolate syrup, chocolate chips, and we make a cake. What we then have is not the same thing as what we had before, nor can it be said that it's really something else. No, a chocolate cake is a distinct experience. That's a wholesale type of thing with a taste and smell and our past experiences and emotional associations and expectations. It cannot be reduced to to, uh, to the baking soda and to the flour and all that. We can say what we need to assemble the, uh, the chocolate cake, but we can't then go backwards and, and reduce it. So we can't even reduce it to basic things like that that we're aware of, never mind to these speculated uh, realities, highly abstract that we have to imply with math and all kinds of crazy theories accurate or not that's a different question so i would say that and we can begin to view the physical world we would take we have to really change our outlook because this is so ingrained in us it seems again from these paradigms from a few hundred years ago that everything is really atoms everything is there's this uh objective uh universe that's cold and dark and and, and without color and without without anything that any sensible qualities and we're just here in this tiny little dot and somehow we pick it all up and it's all really in our brain and and who knows what this hodgepodge of of uh 
of really poor thinking. So we would say we can switch our paradigm and think everything is real, I'm not denying the reality of the world or the the, the 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 reality of the universe on the contrary in a more realistic uh, paradigm, <coughs> excuse me, it's even more real. We're not reducing it to anything. We're not saying really it's something else. It's, it's completely real. Everything that there is, there is. But we're simply saying to view then um, matter, what we call matter, which is also just the abstract, just the label that we refer to what? And to extension then, to anything that has, that can be touched, that can uh, elicit touch sensations. So what, what we call matter is, is are signs for ideas that we have and they exist to us in the way that they exist to us. So for example, our house is, is a house relative to us. Not to a to a frog, right? Not to a, not to our neighbor even. It, our house is our house to us. The moon is the moon to us. The earth is the earth to us, uh, and, and so forth and so on. Uh, and again, this can be uh, understood by simply quality and thorough thinking habits. And we say, interestingly enough, that in modern physics, as uh, as, as, as the scholars look closer at natural phenomena and really examine uh, certain things, they, they may, in their own awkward way, phrase certain basic philosophical findings to say, you know, that the quote-unquote universe, quote-unquote requires participation, and the quote-unquote observer and all these things. But we don't, need to, we don't need to do that. We can simply think a little bit rationally again. Uh, we have, we can take our mother uh, living or, or rest in peace and we can ask, is she my mother relative to my neighbor? No. What about to my, uh, uh, cousin? No. What about to my dad? No. What about to uh, her employer? No. So she's my mother to me. So if I can't simply dismiss that and say, I don't count, right? As it concerns this perception of my mother, I can't simply say she's there, period. Without any relation to, to what I call myself and, and my my own role relative to her, but then if I try to reduce it and say, yeah, but really she's a person uh, who happens to me and my mother, but who, a person relative to who? Relative to the rock? Is it relative to the dog? Does a dog understand a person? Uh, we're not going to take anything away from a dog. Let's say a goldfish. That that will probably agree. The goldfish doesn't understand what a person is. So it's not a, a, a person relative to a goldfish, nor to a rock, nor to the moon. So also relative to our understanding. So we see we can't make any statement about anything if we exclude uh, our understanding, if we exclude our ideas and say, you know, that really is how it is without any of, at all of our ideas, without any uh, of our uh, notions whatsoever. And we see that these uh, absurd, th thoughtless attempts to so do, and then to try to verify our experiential reality with certain empty phrases, which is not, which is not how it works. We see that we have what we can call um, uh, laws of thought. We see that uh, it's not even mind. What does that mean, really? We see that reality functions in a particular way, and we cannot look to experiences to disprove the, the necessary ways of reality. So, for example, um, somebody say, "Oh, we have to we have to verify everything with experiment. Otherwise, we don't know. Right? You, you think you know what um, your mother is, but you don't. You have to verify it with an experiment. You think you know what food is, but you don't. You have to verify it with the latest study under the microscope. So we would say, why don't we verify the proposition that uh, two equal weights balance each other out? Can you set up an experiment to verify that? Oh, no problem. Yeah, we'll 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 do it. But let's think about it. So if we put two weights on a scale and they don't balance out, what what are we going to say? We're going to say they're not equal. So there's no situation whatsoever where we can empirically verify the fact that two weights balance each other out because what we would call law of thought. That is how we think. 
Understand? So there's, no, there's nothing we can perceive. There's nothing we can calculate that would disprove that. So we're saying that we perceive everything like that. We're not looking to experience to confirm or deny uh, our reality in, in the, the necessary ways of things. We're already perceiving experience according to the necessary ways of things. That's also a slightly different topic. But anyhow, some interesting things about um, physical reality and about the way that we perceive objects when we stop uh, going off of these a primitive medieval type of um not that they're per se medieval but they to so say uh um kind of worldviews where we're nothing at all and our ideas and our knowledge and our subjecthood is, is discounting and and we're made to think that these empty terms have some kind of meaning in their own self whether we reference uh, the quote-unquote the universe or the things in it or the atoms or anything like that we're left in a very cold and absurd world, which doesn't make any sense. But if we remember to think a little bit, to turn on our minds and say sensible things, the situation may change. So we can think about it. Thank you for listening.